Hello, you are listening to the VJ Himong podcast. The 2020 virtual ASH meeting included fantastic immunotherapy advances in lymphoma. Today, we will be discussing updates from key lymphoma trials presented at the ASH 2020 meeting, including CAR T cell therapy for DLBCL and mantle cell lymphoma, as well as results from the Zuma 5 study. First up, Stavani Lapu shares the latest results from the Zuma 5 trial of AxiCell in relapsed refractory indolent non-Hodgkin lymphoma. So the Zuma 5 is a, a registrational multicenter phase 2 study evaluating AxiCell in patients with relapsed or refractory indolent non-Hodgkin lymphoma. To be eligible, these patients had to have either follicular lymphoma after a bit of grade 1-2 3A or marginal zone lymphoma, either nodal or extranodal, after two or more lines of prior therapies. Um, once the patients were enrolled, they received conditioning uh, after leukapheresis and product generation. They received conditioning chemotherapy with cyclophosphamide and fludarabine and a single infusion of XSL at a dose of 2 million CAR positive cells per kilogram body weight. And the primary endpoint for the study was overall response rate. So, as of the data cutoff for this ASH abstract, 151 patients have been enrolled and 146 were treated with uh, 124 for follicular lymphoma. And 22 for marginal zone uh, lymphoma. And we found uh, that uh, these patients were uh, all had, the uh, majority of them had advanced, advanced stage disease of more than 85%, uh, very high flippy score in up to half the patients and high uh, tumor burden as defined by GALP criteria, as well as um, um, all majority of the patients had three or more lines of therapy and were refractory to last therapy that they received. But despite this, with a single infusion of XSL, we found that the uh, overall response rate was 92% and the complete response rate was 76%. In fact, the numbers were even slightly better in follicular lymphoma cohort with an overall response rate of 94% and a complete response rate of 80%. The responses were consistent across many key subgroups, including high-risk FLEPI, high GELF criteria, or POD24 groups, suggesting that this therapy is quite effective across all patients. With a median follow-up of 17 and a half months, the median PFS and overall survival was not reached for the follicular lymphoma patients, and the PFS rate at 12 months was 74% for follicular lymphoma. Also for all patients, and the overall survival rate was 93%. And the therapy itself was quite well tolerated uh, um, with uh, grade 3 or higher uh, CRS observed in only about 7% of the patients and grade 3 or higher neurological toxicity observed in 19% of the patients. There were no grade 5 uh, neurological events uh, reported. Um, so, in summary, in this primary analysis of the Zuma 5 registrational study evaluating XSL in indolent, in indolent non-Hodgkin lymphoma, we found that XSL uh, induces a very high uh, overall response rate as well as complete response rate as well as um, durability of those responses. Next, we are joined by Michael Wang, who will discuss the safety and initial anti-tumor activity of lysocell in relapsed refractory mental cell lymphoma from the Transcend study. The Transcend study is by BMS Juno and uh, company, and um, 
it has several cohorts. As we all know, the uh, large cell lymphoma cohort uh, part has been published in Lancet Oncology, and the FDA is uh, is uh, looking at the data and uh, is pending FDA approval. I we hope very soon. At uh, ASH 2020, uh, we are reporting the transient mantle cell lymphoma part. Uh, we, as we know, this is also a potential pivotal uh, cohort for mantle cell lymphoma relapsed. In this study population, uh, we have 32 patients so far enrolled and are ready for uh, a preliminary data report. And uh, they have a meeting prior therapy over three. And uh, so far, the uh, GRID 304 uh, toxicities uh, for CRS and neurotoxicity are very low. And uh, the um, response rate, overall response rate is 84% and the CR at 66%. And this is indeed a very good set of data balancing the CRS and low rate of CRS and neurotoxicity with a high response rate and especially the CR rate of 66%. As we know, the, in the Zuma 2 clinical trial that I led and published, the overall response rate is 93, and uh, the CR rate is 67%. So in the Juno clinical trial, and the CR rate is as high as um, 66% at a, such a low cost of a CRS and neurotoxicity. So this is a very promising uh, therapeutic modality, and uh, we are actively enrolling to finish this cohort so that uh, we could uh, uh, make this uh, therapy available to patients as soon as we could. And also, there are uh, also uh, uh, differences uh, with the prior studies on mantle cell lymphoma is that the infusion of uh, CD4 and CD8 is at a one per one ratio, but a CD4 cell in infusion and a CD8 cell infusion is consecutive. In other words, they are infused separately, one after another in all the patients. And also the cells infused is between 50 million, 100 million, and, and, and uh, the 150 million for the large cell lymphoma uh, cohort, but for mantle cell lymphoma, the main cohort is 100 million cells. As you can see that uh, there's a dramatic difference between this one and Zuma 2 studies that infuse 2 million cells uh, per uh, kilogram. And so two instead of 100 million. I would like to remind, remind everybody is the co-stimulation molecule is 4-MBB instead of a, a Zuma 2 uh, with a CD28. I cannot compare with the two clinical trials, but uh, this set of data put each other at, in the right context. Lastly, Aravind Ramakrishnan joined us to share the promising results of Auto3, a CD19 and CD22 dual-targeting CAR-T product with pembrolizumab in relapsed refractory diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. It's testing Auto3 uh, CAR-T cells um, along with pembrolizumab in patients with relapsed refractory diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. Um, in this study, we're using a novel uh, CAR construct, uh, Auto3, which is a dual targeting CAR. Um, it has uh, 
targets both CD19 and CD22, utilizing one uh, bisestronic construct. The um, CD19 and CD22 targeting domains have been optimized for binding and to decrease toxicity. And the OX40 and 41BB domains were used as co-stimulatory domains to improve in vivo persistence. Furthermore, we, we have in vitro data that suggests uh, that um, CAR T cells during the manufacturing process uh, and during initial expansion can upregulate PD-1. So we're adding PD-1 inhibition uh, with pembrolizumab um, as a means to uh, enhance expansion. In this trial, we're testing um, two mechanisms of escape uh, when um, utilizing CAR T cells as therapy, they've revolutionized lymphoma therapy. Um, however, uh, a significant number of patients still uh, relapse and two potential mechanisms of uh, escape uh, are one is antigen loss. So where CD19 gets uh, shed off uh, and the other is uh, checkpoint uh, upregulation, and that, that's where pembrolizumab comes in. So here in this uh, clinical trial, we're testing uh, the combination of a dual targeting CAR to overcome the antigen loss by targeting both CD19 and CD22. The hypothesis is uh, that we would have a lower uh, rate of antigen escape. And by adding pembrolizumab, uh, both uh, in the initial phase and the preconditioning regimen, uh, with fludarabine and cytoxin, we'd hope to enhance CAR-T expansion, decrease CAR-T exhaustion, and potentially target uh, PD, uh, um, uh, PD-L1 on, um, on, on lymphoma at the same time. So that, that's the rationale for, for the trial. So, um, and right now uh, we've uh, enrolled about 49 patients, I believe, and uh, we'll be uh, updating data on the 43 patients that are evaluable. Um, and um, the 49 patients of 43 are valuable so far. Um, you know, overall response rate is about 51% um, um, in that cohort. Uh, really, um, it's a nice signal where we see high rates of activity in a really refractory uh, group of patients. The patients treated on this study are, are very similar to other CAR-T trials. Uh, uh, we enrolled patients with uh, relapsed refractory diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, many of whom have seen more than three lines of therapy, including autologous stem cell transplant. Um, manufacturing was very successful in, in all cases, uh, and we were able to generate CAR T-cell product. We did do a dose escalation uh, from 50 million CAR T-cells and did various schedules of pembrolizumab and uh, what we found the um, re recommended phase two dose to be was 150 to 450 million CAR T cells with pembrolizumab being given on day minus one. Uh, but we uh, tested a variety of cohorts and uh, established that as the uh, recommended phase two dose. Um, and then uh, as far as, um, you know, toxicity is concerned, um, you know, there was very uh, few cases of CRS. Uh, it's only one uh, case of grade three CRS uh, that's been reported. Uh, and um, all the patients who've had a complete response had really no evidence of neurotoxicity. There were a few cases of neurotoxicity reported, but they were all in non-responding patients where we didn't see any evidence of CAR-T expansion. 
Um, so uh, that's a really nice safety signal. Um, and it looks like a very safe product as part of this effort. Given the safety signal, we, we uh, also uh, were able to uh, establish an outpatient cohort where the uh, treatment was done entirely in the outpatient setting. Um, and that was pretty successful with a low rate of hospitalization around 35, 39%. Um, the majority of reasons for um, hospitalization was a neutropenic fever or, or CRS. Um, very uh, little use of tocilizumab overall, only 19%, and um, really no need for the use of uh, corticosteroids. Um, overall, uh, you know, when we look at uh, these patients uh, long-term, we, we do have some data out to two years where we see persistence in uh, uh, one of the patients uh, over two years now. Um, so clearly we see in, in the responders, they have a better expansion and better long-term persistence uh, of the CAR T cells. Thank you for listening. To keep up to date with the latest Hemonc news, including cutting edge content straight from Ash 2020, visit vjhemonc.com and follow us on Twitter at vjhemonc to join in the conversation.